Welcome to Case of the X podcast, breakup advice for the brokenhearted and the heartless. My name is V. Yo, bitch, call me Big Dad. And my name is Mick. Still straight out of the ATL, guys. How is everyone doing today? How are you doing, V? I'm cold. Ice cold. No, uh, (laughs) my AC is down real low, real, real low. But outside of that, I'm great. Is it broken? No, I just turned it down. That's it. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it's been down. Normally when I wake up, because I have to sleep, if I sweat like half a drop in my sleep, my sleep is ruined. So normally when I wake up, I turn it up and I just didn't do it this morning. So it's a little chilly. Got you. Mm-hmm. How you it's doing? Still... Okay. It's still cold here. Really? It's like, yeah, like it's really sunshiny, but it's been cold. Once the sun goes down, even when the sun is out, you still need a jacket, but... Once the sun goes down, it's dropping back down to the to the sixties. I would say. Um, How do you feel about that? That's not bad. That's not cold. In that sixties, no. I'm. I might be fibbing. It's fifty six <laughs> currently. Oh, okay. That sounds yeah. good. I like it when it's cold. Trade me. <laughs> Trade. It's actually not bad. Like it's seventy during the day and like maybe late sixties at night. So it's not too bad here. Uh, yeah, it's. 50s it's supposed to be like 50s and 40s all week at night and then during the day it's like high 60s sometimes maybe a low 70 i think we're not gonna even get it's supposed to be 82 on wednesday but it's partly cloudy so it's living like i don't know how hot it's actually gonna feel but yeah you're looking like an angel in this white shirt (laughs) it's shining you have like a little halo around you it's cute Uh oh I guess it's just the light and oh maybe maybe yeah because yeah. anyone that knows me knows I'm far from an angel well yeah I didn't say you were one I just said you look like one you okay. were shining shining bright like a diamond okay <laughs> what are we talking about this week trauma responses fighting fighting that involves trauma responses that end in breakups <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we gotta okay. bring it home we gotta bring it home we gotta bring it home uh max sent me a video on uh instagram and i'll probably post it with or right after i post about the show so you guys can see exactly what we're talking about mm. but um it was about trauma responses uh while while it looked like while fighting in relationships because these two hoes right. fighting with yeah. each other so i'm assuming they was together that's her wife yeah Oh, oh, okay. Oh, they're like a they're like a TikTok couple or Instagram couple. No, Anyways. I think she's just a psychologist. Oh, and she was just using better. her wife in the video. Oh, okay. I'll support. <laughs> so done. So in the video, they went through four different types of trauma responses, and the first one is fight, which is uh, yelling. I'm summarizing here. I don't think I got every, all the words that they got, but yelling, nitpicking, rage, heart racing. How you feel about that one? As a trauma response, <laughs> I don't really identify with that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just my ingrained personality. I don't know if it's me being a Libra, but that's usually not my go-to. 
as yeah. far as when I get into an actual argument and not just like a disagreement. But no, I'm not a, a, a yeller. Like I'll raise my voice in response to someone else raising their voice. Yeah. But if we get to a point or especially if someone else gets to the point where they're yelling at me, I don't respond back with yelling or screaming because for me, that's the fastest way for me to like lose my train of thought and, mm. and to get confused in the argument. And then now I'm just arguing and I don't even know why I'm arguing. So at this point it's pointless. So fight is not really what the one I identify with the most. What about you? It could be a Girl. one for you. That's the quickest way to shut me down. I can't, I can't deal with yelling. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't function. Once someone starts yelling at me, it's already hard enough for me to gather my thoughts enough to coherently communicate like a, like a freaking adult in these situations. Mm-hmm. But the yelling and the kind of coming at me and just fast paced and, and high and intense energy, it, I can't, I can't function. And so I don't, I don't, I rarely ever, raise my voice um and if I do like you said it's kind of to keep up but my first reaction usually to the yelling is to kind of go inside myself so I rarely get to the point where I'm I'm matching yell for yell because mm-hmm. it, it like I said it shut it shuts me completely it shuts me completely down how do you how do you react to it like when you're in situations and the other person is a fighter I call I them bulldozers worse <laughs> Uh, reaction because I I can see outside of the argument how this would be inflammatory mm-hmm. but if somebody was yelling at me I, I instantly like get quieter and I'm like you don't have to yell at me yeah don't yell at me why are you raising your voice and I know it's kind of like the same effect of you know you need to calm down you doing mm-hmm. too much and I know if somebody told me that it would be like world war three um, especially if I was already calm and you're like you need uh-huh. to calm down and I'm like don't tell me that when you when you say these things in this in this calm quiet manner are you mm-hmm. saying it in a patronizing tone because I they technically that's what you're supposed to do when someone raises their voice at you or their energy is way too intense keeping yours lower than theirs drastically lower than theirs is a way that I, I don't know where I saw or read that at but is a way to kind of calm people down when right. they're like that and I don't believe that I say it in a patronizing way, yeah. but mm-hmm. I also know that my perception of the argument and the other person's perception of the argument might differ and where we are approaching the argument from might differ mm-hmm. and telling someone to lower their voice might not come across the best, no matter how you know, non-patronizing you're trying to be because Mm -hmm. if somebody's already heightened, if somebody's already triggered for whatever reason, that could be kerosene, even if that's not your intention. So Mm. I just, like I said, from the outside, having had arguments in the past, like everyone has, I have had arguments where people have been yelling at me and I have said, you know, don't raise your voice at me, stop yelling at me. And I have physically watched people like check out of the argument after that because they feel away. So looking at it now, I was like talking about it. It makes me think like, okay, maybe that isn't 
the best thing for every person. Like it might work with some people, that's great. But if you know your person or you know who you, the person you're arguing with, if you know them well and you know that's not the route for them, it just might not be the route. You might have to figure out another way to get to getting them to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What you? Oh, you said your response is usually to shut down yourself. Yeah, girl. I just, <laughs> I just implode. It's, just, <laughs> it's a, I, I, I turn into a freaking eight-year-old kid. Heard quickly. Um, the second one is flight, which is categorized as um, chronic sorries, anxious racing thoughts wanting to flee or avoiding the situation (laughs) i don't know why you're laughing and that's fine because i feel like this is the favorite for you the favorite okay not the favorite but you know what i mean like the one that you most identify with i guess is what you said earlier i feel like i'm a blend okay of the next of the everything but fight that's not usually my reaction um okay but I feel like as far as when I'm responding to an argument, if I feel like we've been arguing for a little minute mm-hmm. and it's going around and around, or I feel like I'm not being heard mm-hmm. or I'm feeling very emotional, then yes, this would be my my first reaction probably. Not necessarily like chronic sorries. I will apologize for the most part, you know, even if I'm not really wrong, I just will be wanting an argument to end. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Okay, like, can we stop talking about Ooh, it? But that's the quickest way. Get Will Smith <laughs> in the face, girl. Don't be. <laughs> I cannot. Still, that whole situation is a lot. Um, I need my apologies to be specific. Don't just apologize just to apologize. I need you to outline why are you telling me you sorry so we can see if we truly understand. I, 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 <laughs> I have been doing better, I would say, about. Uh-huh apologizing with specifics as you say but my like I said the reaction I I don't I don't identify with I think they were saying like paralyzed with fear I don't think that is a thing for me more so they said that one with flight I think so okay um I want to say mine was more like the anxious uh racing thoughts Mm -hmm. and the the wanting to avoid the situation so yeah. those were the two that I was like okay yeah those are usually what I'm feeling because nobody wants to be having an argument in the first place but that's how my I react to it now when other people do that like being yeah, an argument with someone ask, yeah. else <laughs> uh-huh. who is a flight response then I don't know it's weird and I'm always like we need to finish this conversation <laughs> you know like <laughs> don't just you just not because I don't like that tension I don't like it I don't like if we walk away from a conversation and still like weird feelings or something like that Mm -hmm. underlying it just it makes me feel like spiders on my skin I don't like it It makes my skin crawl I don't like it Mm. (laughs) so you you do this and you realize that you do this but when it's done to you it's icky it is icky. Does that has that been a motivation to do it less? It has. It's been a motivation to make me push through when I don't want to talk about something mm-hmm. because I know that I know that there's no resolution that comes with not talking about it. Even if the resolution isn't necessarily like 
you change or I change and everything is, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes resolution just means that you got to say what you needed to say off of your chest. And now you guys have to move from there. But I will say it's, it's been a push, you know, like anytime I feel 10, like I said, just any kind of tension, whether it be in my relationships or like my romantic relationships or my friendships or anything like that. I feel like now I'm on a footing where it's like someone says something to me and normally I would be like, okay, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'll just talk to them another day. Now I'm like, I don't know if that's how you meant it or I don't know if that's what you were trying to say, but this is how I received it. So X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Let's go from here. What triggers you to react that way? To react like I need to. I want you to know I ain't write these questions down either. I'm going off the cuff. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm in my I'm in my Mac bag today, boy. I'm done with you. <laughs> what triggers me to sorry. What was the you said you were a combination. Um, so I'm wondering mm. what would cause you to hit the flight combo. I feel like the flight combo for me would be activated by yelling. Like the yelling, mm-hmm. the screaming, the going round and round and round. Like I am saying something, like we're both saying the same things, which means that nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. It just feels frustrating and it feels irritating. And it feels like, okay, maybe we should take a break. But I had to learn the difference between stop talking about things and leaving and letting it you know, fester for a few days versus taking a break in an argument. Like, yeah okay, I just need like five, 10 minutes to like calm down and we can come back together and rehash this. Now, convincing other people to do that with you has been eye-opening because people feel like they have healthy arguing habits. Uh-huh. And then when you introduce the concept of let's take a five minute break and come back, almost always I'm met with, well, I don't want to talk about it if I, mm, nah, that's not, no, that's not yeah. what we're doing. We're and that's not back. healthy. It's not. But they're fighting against that. someone else's healthy tactic because taking a break is healthy. And fighting right. against someone else's kind of sanity um, is, is kind of toxic a little bit. So, yeah. Not to generalize, you know, but I yeah. feel like I have met more people who don't argue that way than do. So the concept of taking a break, coming back, potentially still having the same discussion is is foreign to them they just feel like they didn't have that argument either right then and there and be mm-hmm. done with it or yeah. they don't want to have it at all so and I think that comes from a couple of things I think that comes from like us being in a generally I don't know if it's because of everything that's going on but just us being in a generally anxious society now and that introduces a certain amount of uncertainty where it's like what's going on is this person completely like done? Is this person fishing for reasons to be done? Like, you know, cause when that, that silence, you don't, you, you have no idea what's going on on the other side of the silence. I also could be just projecting just onto the masses. Anything in your head. <laughs> huh? Just be creating all kinds of scenarios in your head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um I, I will say, um, like I said, I could also just be projecting into the masses because I the anxiety is real when it comes to taking a break in arguments. I have thankfully gotten to a place where I like I look forward to the break 
almost as much as I'm anxious about it, if that makes sense. It's like, if you're taking a step back, nine times out of 10, when we come back to it, the communication is going to be so much better, right? But it doesn't change the fact that like in my head, I'm like going fucking crazy. (laughs) So, but yeah, but I've gotten a lot better. It used to be, no, you're not walking away from me. No, we don't need to take a break. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was definitely a fight against, like I said, someone else attempting to argue in a healthy way for them because I didn't I didn't know that that was a healthy way I thought that that was walking away or turning your back on um, a situation or your partner or you know whatever but I had to you know I had to learn (laughs) we're all learning as far as myself with the flight it takes very certain things to get me there but once I get there you know she's a runner she's a track star yeah basically basically uh because I am, like I said, an anxious person. Like I said, I'm I, like you said, I'm not, I too don't really subscribe to the chronic sorry. I, I need to be very intentional with my sorries uh, just because my words get used against me a lot and the things that I don't say get used against me a lot. So I have to be very intentional with the words that I choose to use, including and especially the sorries so like I'm not like that but I I am very anxious uh internally anxious person especially when there's a disagreement awry just because uh, I don't know I don't know why (laughs) I just am (laughs) I just am but uh it's for me it's most prevalent when trigger words are thrown out like if I am being uh if someone is telling me that I'm too much or that I'm too difficult or I am being manipulative or I am uh gaslighting them or I I think people don't realize that words mean things yeah and and at the same time that words mean things you may or may not know what you're trying to say however I'm also going to respect your feelings and I'm also going to respect your reality And so once those words come out, if you're just using them just to use them and get a leg up, then that's going to be a problem for you. Um, But if they really mean things, I don't even want to mince and try and figure out if you're trying to communicate something else at that point. Once any of those words fly out, any of them, the too difficult, manipulative, gaslight, as soon as they come out of your mouth, I'm gone. Because either you are using those words, because I've had also those words for an extensive amount of time in a longer relationship used to kind of control me. Mm-hmm. And so, so whether or not you mean them, I'm going to respect them and remove myself from this situation because nothing good can come out of you either feeling that way or just saying it, just to fucking say it. So that definitely, um, it triggers me to get the hell on. <laughs> yeah. I really, yeah, I feel you on the yeah. the words mean things. And I think we had yeah. said something to this similar effect like last season. But you have to read. I won't say be careful with what you say because I know for people like myself, mm-hmm. it'd be hard sometimes to communicate. Not hard to communicate, but... I sometimes I'm just talking and I don't realize that my words have hurt someone 
And it definitely wasn't my intent to hurt anyone's feelings. But I, I think that choosing better words is where I'm at now. So instead of, like you were saying, like having someone say that you're gaslighting them or having someone say you're manipulating them because people react so negatively to certain words, yeah, it's important to really figure out what you're trying to say and choose the right words. I've gotten into so many arguments because not so, but I've gotten into arguments because people will be like, oh, in this situation over here, you said this and you did X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, either I don't remember. So I'm like, that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't think that happened. And instead of, instead of just saying, I don't remember, mm-hmm. I, I pull, push forth trying to defend myself. Gotcha. And it, it ends up being worse because then the end of the argument and I finally just admit like I really didn't remember that whole situation and then it's like well why did you double down on something that you weren't even 100% sure about to begin with Mm -hmm. so I'll definitely say I agree with that you have to choose your words carefully to make sure that your intent is clear and even though a word I feel like I just had this conversation yesterday. Uh Even though a word is negative or Uh perceived negatively doesn't always mean that it's a negative thing, you know? Yeah. Like I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I just like bothering you. And they really had this discussion with me about how bothered, they felt like bothering was a bad word. And they felt like it was a negative word. And I was like, the way I'm using bothering is not negatively. Like I'm not saying that I'm going out of my way to, uh be mean and spiteful and hurtful uh, I'm bothering you in a sense of I'm playing around you know like I'm but not to hurt you you understand what I'm saying but the, the word bother is what you have issue with mm-hmm. and I told them I was like well pick a different word <laughs> like yeah. uh, give me a different word to use and they were like I don't have and I was like okay then rein it in on bothering. I've had that same effect too with, if I say, I'm just joking with you. People feel like joking can be taken negatively. And it's like, but like you're making a joke at their expense. No, oh, okay. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm just joking. Or I was just joking. And then it becomes, now I have to explain joking or now I have to explain bothering. So I feel like it's context too. So if you're arguing with someone about those kinds of things, I would definitely say, look at the context of the word. Yes, they use the word and the word has such a, you know, a black and white Merriam-Webster definition, but the context they're using it in might not be negative. So before you get your feathers in a bunch, figure out the context and talk to them about the context. Like, hey, is that the word you want to use? Is that the way you meant it? Because that's not how I took it. And I feel like, if people would stop me there in those situations, I would have gotten in a lot less arguments in all <laughs> relationships, but Girl. that's neither there. What's the third one? Freeze. Freeze uh, equals dissociation, um, spazzed out, mentally gone, left the body. Like I said, I have a blend of these next, like these last three. I will disassociate like nobody's business, especially especially it gets triggered I feel like if it's a a repetitive conversation like if if we're saying the same things in an argument or it's just an argument in general that we've had a bunch of times 
then I feel like after a while, I'm just talking because that's what's expected because we're arguing, but mentally I've checked out because I feel like this is not progressing. No one's hearing each other. No one's making any attempts to fix the situation. And, and I, I don't own my part in it too, mm-hmm. but that is what my response is at that point. Hmm. What about you? Ooh, this is this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. And I wish I could say like, oh, if the conversation's repeat. No, if it's Tuesday and it's the odd number of minutes on the clock I'm probably fucking spaced out don't talk to me like (laughs) but I I do that like that is a a constant thing I I am a lot of times in a constant state of dissociation and I um I've done better you know I'm not like that 24 7 I've I've learned to be more present to be better at being here uh for things that are important but a fight like I said, uh, in the beginning of this whole thing, like it takes me a minute to be able to gather my thoughts enough to put them to words and put those words in sentences that make sense and actually mean what I'm feeling. And then it takes me two or three times as long to hear what you said and then process what you said like the words and what they mean Mm. and then put them in the context of why the fuck we're talking about it at all in the first place so um i'm i'm very slow on the take the freeze is is definitely it's definitely my my achilles heel for sure (laughs) for sure like i i definitely freeze like i said on a random fucking any given odd hour of the day i'm i'm so that's uh, it is something I've been working on I what are some things that you have tried to keep yourself I guess in the moment when you're arguing oh Jesus uh, <laughs> actually lately it hasn't been all that hard because I for some reason uh, the, the person that I am seeing right now I'm very empathetic um Uh a lot of times when when words come out of her mouth I I feel them viscerally so it's Uh it's a little easier to stay present I think where I have an issue now um is staying present in my own thoughts Uh sometimes breaks in in conversation help help for me to gather my words Uh, but a lot of times I have to work backwards I think for a while I thought that I didn't feel things uh, and then it went from me not feeling things to me feeling everything. And then it went from that to me realizing that I always felt everything. It's just that I always felt everything all at once, all the time. So I thought it was normal. So mm-hmm. now I have to say, okay, what am I feeling? And if it's like my stomach hurts or my chest hurts, then I say, okay, behind the physical pain, what are you feeling? And then it's like, oh, this is actually embarrassment or this is actually disappointment or this is actually, you know, fear. And then it's like, well, why do you feel that particular emotion? And it's like, well, I think that I'm not being heard. And then it's like, okay, why do we have to go through all this? But we're here. <laughs> and it, I, so I have to kind of pull myself back, pull myself in backwards 
uh, from the ether, from the from the dissociation, from the space, from the outer space. I have to kind of pull myself in backwards. Um, and it's, oh, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I had a similar internal conversation with myself a couple uh-huh. days ago um, with the situation with the person that I'm seeing is that what we're calling it now? Okay, the person. I mean, we can say names if you want to. Yeah, no, thank no, you. I'm just playing. No, thank you. <laughs> Look, I'm just playing. I'm just no, playing. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we were watching TV, and it was very like a harmless situation in the long run. Mm-hmm. But I ended up feeling rejected at the end of it, and. I felt my initial reaction was to like be mean and be petty and and to just be like, "Mm, mm, mm." but Mm -hmm. I had that conversation with myself. Okay. Why are we feeling this way? And I was like, okay, underneath all of this layer, layer, layer is rejection. And you're feeling, so just express that and see where it happens, see what happens, see where it goes. So that's what I said. I was like, you know, I felt rejected because you did this. And what I got was that I wasn't trying to. I would love to do that with you. I just, you know, it's hot. <laughs> Give me something I can understand. That's all I'm right. asking. Right. Um, which, I'm so proud of you, girl. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like it's like watching your baby grow up. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so done. <laughs> But yeah, so just, I felt you on the internal conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to cuddle, y'all. I was, (laughs) I was feeling like I needed a cuddle and she was like, it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) But what I felt like what I needed in that moment to hear was not just, I'm hot. It was, it was, I, and which is what I explained, I would have preferred to hear, yes. I do want to cuddle, but it's too hot. No. So it would it it would have kept me from being in my feelings because I would have been like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's hot for sure. I get that. Let me crack a window. Let me turn on the AC. I got you. But what I got was, you know, a no and a shutdown. And I was like, <laughs> my little tender feelings were just uh-huh. like broken, broken, broken. But I am I'm trying, you know, every time yeah. I'm successful, I don't check into those thoughts every time sometimes you know the devil gets a hold of me and I will lash out but Mm -hmm. I'm trying what was the um the last one fawn people pleasing appeasing uh betraying or neglecting your own needs um I also identify with this one specifically because I am a giver by nature Mm -hmm. so it is always within me when I care about that person and we have a disagreement of some sort or an argument of some sort to want to step in and fix it. And usually fixing it is, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, are you okay? You know, oh, I'm sorry. Let's just, let's just, you know, let's just stop. Let's just do this, that, and the third. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't think that I have to stop being a giver in order to uh, to see the the harm 
and what that does in arguments because I'm not really staying true to why I was angry or why even we were having my side of things, you know? I'm more focused on the other person's side. So I had to really start reining that in for myself because it would get out of control and it would be like, I start an argument and then I know it would be confusing to other people that I would start an argument and then I would want to stop arguing because I could tell that the other person was getting hyped and getting turned to up and I'm like, okay, mm. we'll just forget it. Let's not argue. And it's like that, that hot and cold can be confusing for anyone. So I'm not doing myself any a service and I'm not being productive with this argument. And I'm also people pleasing and I don't like to people please. So where I developed this trait of like, woo on on my like whoever I happen to be talking to or dating or whatever I have no idea my parents aren't like that like Mm -hmm. I don't think I surround myself with any relationships like that so I really don't know where it came from but it's not cute I have not that it's not cute but I just have to learn how to argue and not always be like if they get mad or if they get upset or any adverse reaction that's them and that's gonna have to be they gonna have to figure out how to bring themselves out of that and I just have to make sure that I'm still communicating clearly yeah yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. I um couldn't touch this one with a 10-foot pole if you gave me the pole so <laughs> I have no uh I don't have much experience with that one it's just not it's not something that I've gone to it's not something that I've gone to and also like when I when I see it that might be another thing that triggers my flight Mm -hmm. just because I I I would like for if we are going to uh, disagree about something because also I feel like this is like the biggest thing that covers issues up because instead of coming to a resolution it's like okay well let's just you know the fawning starts and then it's like okay I guess everything is okay and then the issue gets covered up and it never it it, it not never get a, gets addressed but the next right. time it comes up again uh it's gonna get covered up until it becomes something so huge that it, you can't really come back from it so I I prefer for things to be resolved and I feel like fawning is a a, a way to um go in the opposite direction of resolution so it it freaks me out uh, it scares me and it, it makes me uh, want to leave the situation a little quicker so, yeah for sure I also looked at I did some of my own research and I wanted to also combat all of this trauma responses with then some like okay let's go with tips <laughs> <laughs> about healthy fighting versus uh-huh. oh I like that they said versus hurtful fighting so I found this article on uh bustle.com mm-hmm. um so it's seven things uh, a couple's therapists wish you knew about healthy fighting versus hurtful fighting okay let me take some okay. notes Hold on. okay uh she kind of breaks it down into fighting that ends relationships versus fighting that's productive okay Mm -hmm. so fighting productively includes taking a moment to pause so like i was saying you know 
take a break, come back in five minutes. She's saying it, it's basically the difference between reacting to something versus responding to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're just a little bit more self-aware in the argument when you, especially if it's a heightened argument, you've had an opportunity to take a step back and, and to cool down a little bit. So then she says, uh, number two, fighting that ends relationships includes hurtful nonverbal cues, which I really felt personally, um, because you don't realize how small things, number one, the person who's arguing with you sees them versus what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So she gives the example of rolling your eyes during the argument. And for me, I have a lot of times reacted off whoever I'm arguing with because they've made a face or they have done something or the other non-verbally and then I'll be like well it feels like you don't care or and and they always hit me with that response it's not what I said and I'm like but it's not about what you said Mm -hmm. your energy is given I don't care you know you're rolling your eyes your face all toe up and (laughs) for me that's a big trigger um it doesn't really have as much to do with uh, like a romantic relationship as much as it came from uh growing up with my dad he has a very expressive face um, I inherited it, but he, when I would talk to him or whoever in my family would talk to him, if he didn't like the way the conversation was going, or sometimes even if you just approached him and said his name off rip, his face would be told up. And I just remember Oops. growing up over the years, it was just, I, it made me feel like I didn't even want to talk to him. And I did not want to ask, or did not want to tell him anything going on with me because his face would just lower my whole energy and I know I carried that over into my relationships like my personal relationships to the Mm -hmm. point where those kind of things will sit me trigger me and set me off so you don't know how little things will trigger your partner so you need to be really aware of that so like eye rolling or scrunching your face up or crossing your arms or like just looking too casual for the conversation that we're having like don't be giving like what's what's going no that doesn't make me want to have no conversations (laughs) with you okay uh the third one fights that are productive stay in the present I feel like we've definitely said this before don't be arguing about stuff that bothered you two months ago two weeks ago when something bothers you as hard as it is bring it up in the moment I'm going to tell you why this is difficult for me. And it's difficult for me because of that freeze response. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I am not fully like sometimes the, the loading bar for an argument or even just for the issue, the underlying issue that needs to be addressed. Sometimes the loading bar isn't, doesn't hit a hundred percent until like three days later. And then it's like, I don't want to bring it back up because we've already resolved it, you know, but there are some things that were done or, or were said that you could have just not did that. Right. Right. And then the next time we fight, you do it again, or you misinterpret I, something I've said and accuse me of doing it. And then it's like, all right, but you know, you didn't have the same smoke field self back in X, Y, Z. So the, it's hard for me. I'm trying, I'm working mm-hmm. on it. I'm working on it, but it's hard for me because it takes so long 
for me to process what's going on when there's conflict that by the time I process it, it's past. So I never get to address it. And I just end up bringing it later, bringing it up later. Well, maybe try bringing it up when you process it, even if there's no argument bubbling and brewing right then and there. Like if something happens and it takes you three days to really process everything, bring it up then. Like I said, even if there's nothing going on. Is that fair for the other person though? I feel like that's just... It's a learning curve though. I feel like it it can help you build up to addressing it in the moment. The sooner you address it, the faster, kind of like a, like a practice, like the faster you do it, the better you get at it versus holding on to it until the next time you argue. And now you feeling maybe like bitter or resentful or, you know, doubling down on things and whatever your initial issue was they might have some sort of reaction or the conversation might go a lot better because there is no argument going on you know like hey I know this happened (laughs) a week ago but I thought about it and it bothered me or I felt this way because you did x y and z I would just want to you know talk about it and you might be surprised by the results you get versus waiting for an argument to spring up and then you bringing it up and then now we're arguing about two separate things. And I know for my part, I would be confused and I would definitely tell you, I'm not talking to you about that because that's already happened. Damn. So bring it up and see what I get, but I could get, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about because I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't let me be your barometer, but I don't know because you are Libra and I'm dealing with Libra, so I don't know. you said that they are october libra right yeah yeah see i'm a september libra yeah i'm more the walk on the wild side than the octobers but like i said just try it see what it gets you okay it can't (laughs) kill you right i'm gonna let you know how that works yeah let's know how that works out for you oh man um, okay, the fourth one says um, fights that end relationships uh, get blown out of proportion, which mm. I feel like kind of plays back into maybe sometimes the, oh, you're not bringing things up right then and there. So fights that get blown, excuse me, fights that get blown out of proportion seem to escalate a lot more quickly mm-hmm. than others. They have a way of triggering those trauma responses they tend to get a lot more emotional than I guess either person really wanted them to be. So don't push, you know, when you don't need to, you can once again, calm down, take a break, come back and revisit this conversation. Especially if you can recognize that the fight itself or the argument itself is not that big of a deal. Please don't tell somebody it's not that big of a deal when you're in the middle of arguing with them (laughs) because I don't feel like that's going to go well. But if you recognize that, then, you know, you already one step ahead of the game. So just gently guide them around to like, okay, Hmm. we're getting worked up about the color of the, the sky right now, okay? I understand that you think it's pink and I'm saying that it's blue and you're yelling right now that it's There's pink. some big differences. One of y'all colorblind. 
okay and maybe let's talk about that but we don't need to be having a screaming match about this guy at the end of the day yeah um okay so the fifth one is fights that are productive start from a softer place and I definitely believe that too um you can have a conversation even if it is an argument you know like I've noticed lately if I start, I I know that I'm saying something that's going to cause this person to maybe be a little defensive. I feel like if I come at it and I approach it with a gentle tone, with like gentle words, like I was really hurt by what you did and it made me feel like this. And I just, I'm trying to understand. I have gotten a lot better conversations out of that, even though technically, you know, it could be looked at as an argument. Mm-hmm. but the way that I approached it made it be less cringy let it be less frustrating and irritating it made it feel like for my part that I was being heard and I was being seen and they were getting and they they felt more empathetic towards me and I felt more empathetic towards them oh <laughs> I suck at that well I don't suck at the starting from a softer place I think I don't really start at all whatsoever and that's the part that I see it I think if I were to feel something I and I and I and I also think it just comes from me not not knowing the difference between something that should bother me and something that shouldn't so I just feel like almost everything shouldn't okay. so it's like I'll feel the way and then I'll be like but that's stupid and I realize that's stupid so I'm gonna sit here until it passes and then the person will notice that it hasn't passed and then they're like, oh, why aren't you just, why aren't you, why are you lying to me and saying nothing's wrong? And then it turns into this big thing. So like, I feel like if I could start things, if I was better at starting things, then things would start from a softer place. But because I'm not, they are pulled out of me and resistance is not soft at all. So I suck at that. Right. I feel you on <laughs> trying to solve a situation alone when it is a a two-person problem you know even though you feel like oh I should be so I'm just gonna get over it and but you're not really getting over it because you didn't really address it so now it's festered and now it's bubbled over and it's become a thing and now you have an attitude and and people are sensitive to your energies and Mm -hmm. they're like oh this that and the third so that's definitely one of those things I have a problem with as well you're not the only one I I'm notorious for being bothered or being triggered by something and then just keeping it to myself and either hoping that someone wants to play mental gymnastics to figure out what's wrong with me <laughs> uh-huh. or they're just going to leave me alone. And then I, which is to me just as bad because now I'm just left alone as the only one dealing with my emotions, my feelings, and I'm faking the funk now, like, oh, I really like being around you right now. <laughs> so it's hard and it's uncomfortable and sometimes it makes me cringe, but I just open my mouth and I say, with it, I'm sure an extremely shell-shocked face because in my head, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But I'll just be like, my feelings would just hurt. And I don't know what to do with this. And at the very least, a conversation to start it. 
because it's usually, oh, why are you feeling tired? Oh, well, what you mean? Like, let's talk about it. You know, if somebody just shuts you down and it's like, you'll be all right, go back to our episodes about red flags, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. No shot. Nobody should be shutting you down if you express yourself and you're, in, especially in a vulnerable state, just to say, hey, my feelings are hurt or hey, I'm feeling distressed. Yeah. Nobody should be shutting you down behind that. And if they yeah. are, then there you go. There's your answer to they don't like whatever. You. Right. Yes. Yeah, They're just not that into you. Oh, number six. Fights that in relationships are the ones that go unspoken. I have always struggled with this because, like I just said. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I have a tendency to keep things uh, to myself, but indifference and apathy can end relationships pretending to be unbothered when you are in fact bothered can end your relationship and it is a bit toxic you know I'm so horrible at it I just don't I don't I don't even know how to begin to work on it like I know I I, the 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 method that that's in my head is just do it but it's Mm -hmm. hard to use that as the way to fix that issue if just doing it is the last thing that my being decides to do in these moments like I automatically reach for belittling the problem I automatically Mm -hmm. that's the first place I reach for hey I don't think that that this (laughs) that this is that big of a deal V chill out and then if an hour passes and I'm still like going through it, then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, can you deal with this by yourself? And then another hour passes and if I make it this far, if I make it this far without being asked what, what the problem is, and then we have mm-hmm. other problems, then we have other synopses that are firing in my head that still go in the opposite direction. But <laughs> but yeah, it takes so long for my for for me or my being or my brain to decide to okay time to speak that it's uh yeah it's it's so yeah so hard for me I've been told several times in several different relationships that my anxiety is my it's a one person problem as you would say mm. and so because my anxiety triggers me uh, triggers a lot of stupid fucking fe- sorry stupid feelings I got a little passionate on that one <laughs> You feel like that's stupid, right? Uh, oh, yeah, but you know, it's it's petty stuff. Uh, because my anxiety causes me to feel things about sometimes the smallest things. It's like, okay, well, maybe they're right. You know, my my anxiety is a one person problem, and I need to deal with it yeah, on myself I mean, instead of putting it on other people. But um, but not putting I, so. it on other people when you decide to talk to someone, date mm-hmm. someone, who whatever. It becomes them because what they are doing or what your relationship is doing is triggering your anxiety. So that's not a one person problem anymore because it's not you triggering your anxiety based off something you were doing solo. Even if you feel like it's not that big of a deal, let's decide together that it's not that big of a deal. Let me know that you were bothered and then let me verbalize to you what it sounds like, what my intent was, what my reality or my perception of the situation was then. And then we can go from, okay, 
this is a B is reacting or B was triggered and it might not be that big of a deal, but you got it off your chest and we talked about it versus this happened. I got triggered. I didn't tell you. I tried to solve the problem on my own. And here we are two weeks later screaming at each other. Or here we are two weeks later and I've left the room and left the house. And and you're not talking to me. And I'm trying to figure out why you got a stank ass attitude. And you know, like you right. <laughs> <laughs> What's number seven? uh fights that are productive get repaired so um, that's my favorite yay yay (laughs) so she just basically says even if you don't succeed initially in changing how you approach each other or any like or resolution doesn't necessarily come easily issues should not just be swept under the rug um they're brought to the light of day and discussed they have a tendency to do better than letting them fester until the next time. So, you know, overall fighting is necessary in, in a relationship because it's a growing opportunity and it's a, a tool to help communicate with each other, but it don't have to be destructive. It don't have to be uh, hurtful and vindictive. You can fight and argue with your person and it both of y'all can come out feeling heard and seen at the end of the day, which I think is probably the most important part of being in a relationship. Like if you're in a relationship with someone and you're not being heard, you're not being seen, then you might as well just be in a relationship with the mirror. Like it's just a reflection at that point. You're just not learning anything, not getting anything from it. It's very uh, shallow. So yeah, I just felt like those were some cutesy little- That's the end of the list? She ended the list on an odd number? I told you it was seven at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> but, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, just a, a interesting take versus from somebody that we don't know. So, you know, of course, take it with a grain of salt. But anything that stood out to you, try applying it in your next fight yeah. or your next argument. I That'll be my self-care tip, <laughs> for, at least for this episode. Um, yeah, just try any of the tips that you've heard or or any of the things that you've heard me or V discuss in, in your next argument and let us know how it works for you. Or if you have ones that you use that we didn't mention at all, you know, mm-hmm. write in and let us know. We definitely want to hear that. I need all the help I can get y'all. Somebody help me, please. So you- I'm trying, I'm trying not to run this in a way. Somebody help, please. <laughs> My self-care is the same as it is every episode love yourself uh this episode's version of loving yourself would come in the form of honoring your feelings and your boundaries um girl how you going how you going edit my damn (laughs) (laughs) honor your feelings honoring your boundaries doesn't really fit in with what i'm trying to say trying to give here but I think a lot of these issues that we've discussed a lot of the trauma responses and things like that are all really examples of us not honoring our feelings and not uh, giving ourselves as much priority as the situation or as the relationship or as the other person like your feelings are number one priority you know you got to take care of you and you got to I love yourself. That's it. 
Alrighty. <laughs> Back on the moon. So for the new moon in April, it's going to be on the first. It's definitely quick <laughs> this month. It got itself right out of the way. The new moon is going to be in Aries. So it's giving lots of Aries energy, which is, you know, going to inspire us to conquer a lot of goals and boost our motivation levels. Now it is a Pisces selenium right now. Well, it's been that way since March and it will continue to be that way into April or in the rest of April. A selenium, I thought I've mentioned this before, but for those who don't remember, uh, is when three or more planets are in the same zodiac sign. So yeah, this- I'm those that don't remember y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, so <laughs> we have, um, I think it's going to be Jupiter, Neptune, Venus, the sun, the moon, Mercury, and Mars, all at one time or another throughout the month will be in Pisces. Multiple planets will be in Pisces. So it's called a Pisces Delineum. And it's particularly powerful this year because Jupiter and Neptune rule Pisces in general. Like Neptune in modern astrology is the ruling planet for Pisces. And then Jupiter is the, in traditional astrology is the ruling planet. So both of those planets will be in Pisces at the same time. So you're getting double the Pisces power. So for the Pisces energy that's floating around, Pisces energy usually has things to do with like your emotions, your imagination. Um, that's for why those we slap Chris Rock. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Uh, your sensitive side, your fantasies, a lot of intangibility comes along with Pisces. So you might be feeling particularly sensitive. And instead of ex- repressing those feelings, it might be a good time to like connect with them and accept them without any judgment or being too harsh on yourself. This delineum is also super rare. It only happens like once every 150 years. Uh, The last one was in 1856. And the next one will be in 2188. Uh, You're about to make me look up strange events that happened in 1856. Well, there you go. I'm a weirdo, (laughs) y'all. You said you're a weirdo. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, okay. (laughs) A little. So just keep in mind that if you are feeling that way, don't run from it. It's okay to be emotional, says me. Um, but <laughs> pot, meat, kettle. But settle into it and let it flow through you, especially the, I would definitely say for those creatives out there, this is a really good time to channel both the Aries energy of like conquering goals. So any creative projects you have going, Pisces is uh, flowing for that imagination. So please get out there, do things, really start those projects or finish those projects and, and let it, let your emotions flow through it. Let Mm. your emotion, let your art be your therapy this month. Okay, guys, if you feel like you're not a creative, this is the time to tap into something that will appease those feelings, you know, so it might be time to start learning how to knit. It might be time to start painting or writing that book or whatever thing that you have been putting off or wanting to try that is more creatively inspired you know so that was quick and sweet as most new moons are so that was this month's mac on the moon mac on the moon 
Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Okay, song suggestions, are... song selection. <laughs> what is this? Show tunes esque. The love boat. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of I just watched Tick Tick Boom the other day. That's what it reminds me of. Tick Tick Boom is the. I've never seen that. It's the movie of the the gentleman that wrote Rent or you know screen it was the play the play excuse me okay. okay Jonathan Larson do you have look I might have one I don't know do you have Letterboxed Letterboxed yeah do you... like that the app or something yeah do yeah. you have Goodreads no I mean I know I can go out onto the website and look at it but I don't like have it as an app on my phone oh tick tick boom i'm sorry i'm looking at the director director was andrew garfield is the lead it's lin-manuel miranda oh that's right i should have known that because he's in the movie for like half a second isn't he Uh, i almost said stanley tucci that is not that man's name stanley stanley yeah i know vibes yeah what letterboxd is letterboxd is like it's like Goodreads for movies. Got you. And so I, I freaking like love it because I no. no. It's just a it's just a app that allows you to say, hey. What a wonderful kind. Yeah. Uh, but also, but also like <laughs> with each other. Okay, sorry. It's good for me because people will tell me stuff and then like a few weeks from now I'll have like a free couple hours and I'll be like, what was that movie? that mac told me about and then i'll text you and you'll be like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about so then so then i but with this like when people say just write it down i just look it up in the app and it gives you like it gives you the reviews uh and it also gives you a list of the streaming services that it's on it gives you okay. yeah it, it gives you similar movies and then it gives you similar movies that have the same people in them like it's really well, cool free ad um, yeah, fuck Letterbox. Pay us. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> anybody who is listening who in, likes musicals, you would probably enjoy this movie. Um, it's just about the creator of Rent, and and it's basically his show that he wrote before he wrote Rent, and hmm. it is his life a little bit. And what he was going through at that time, right before he wrote or got inspired to write Rent. I really enjoyed it because it's it's really nice to see the development of certain things in Rent, like where some of the songs came from, where some of the ideas and concepts came from. You can see it building itself up in Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So definitely go out and not go out. You can, I think it's on Netflix or Hulu, one of two, and watch it. It got nominated for, it was nominated with, what you call it, King Richard this year. So it was in the same oh, okay. category with Will Smith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Way Williams. off subject. Uh, you got your songs? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I do. I was, I don't know. They're all over the place. Mine are so we'll too. See. Um, for my song selections this week, I tried to go with songs that were be something that I would listen to maybe like directly after an argument mm-hmm. if I was mad. 
Um, <laughs> so I went with My Lovin' by In Vogue. Because oh, I'm never going to get it. <laughs> Leave by JoJo. Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> Blow Me a Kiss by Pink. I feel like I used that one before, but I'm not sure. I don't um, think so. I would remember that. Uh, Battlefields by Jordan Sparks. I think we did that one. <laughs> um, shut up by the Black Eyed Peas. Shut up, just shut up, shut up. Mad by Neo. Play No Games by Big Sean. Uh, oh, Heartbeat by Childish Gambino. This one I feel like I've also done before too. Complicated by Avril Lavigne. I don't know. Hate You by Mariah Carey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just heard this one. I don't know how old it is or new it is. So if you hear this and you're like, bitch, this song been out. I'm sorry. Well, uh, so has My Loving and Leave. It complicated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bad. I mean, songs that I <laughs> listen to. So I was like, okay. yeah. Fuck um, Being Friends by Jesse Reyes. Reyes. I don't know how you pronounce her name. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, and then last but not least, I decided to kick it back. Well, I've already been kicking it back, but this is a Mac and V kickback. Uh, this love by Maroon Five. Oh, <laughs> oh, that made me smile. Oh, Maroon Five. <laughs> at one point in our lives, had us in a chokehold. A, a, a huge huge we could not get into a car without <laughs> and of course we were in an in era where you know cds were what was being used uh-huh. and we had what was it i think songs about songs jane. about jane i yeah. still have that cd <laughs> and i um, have a copy of the cd because when you play a song like when you play an album like that you need it's... copies <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> between songs about jane and the india re album which oh I god name of was it self-titled i think, I think it? it was self maybe it was it just yeah those two cds any given day at any given time if you got into my car one of them would be in there and we would have just finished listening to it so lord it brought back lots of uh, <laughs> high school memories for me. But okay. okay. I got a real short list and, okay. and they're kind of all over the place. Not necessarily if you're mad, just a different different mind frames of, of an argument or fighting. Okay. Uh, the first one is Talk uh, by Khalid. Khalid? Khalid? Whatever. Who knows? Dealing by Avalon Young. I think I think Six Lack is on that one. Black. Or Xavier Omar. One of them two six black listen <laughs> if that man wanted us to pronounce his name black he would have put a b in that hoe okay I mean, that is a hill i will die that six on. looks like a because i mean b. like tupac okay a two look like a backwards s his name ain't stack his name is tupac spack why would it be stack spack 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 uh like spackle but the beginning the two but that's not what he's asking you black is not asking you to turn the six backwards and pronounce it a different way it's just he's using he's, a number he's instead asking of a us to pronounce it a different way other than six you see <laughs> no <laughs> anyways 
Unstable by Janine. And I Drove You Crazy by Banks, which is a favorite of mine. Uh, Go There With You by Victoria Monet, uh, which is another favorite, right? Uh, And last, last but not least, Petty Lover by Jazz Cars, which I think is just a cute song. Yeah, short and sweet. Short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Much like my hair. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> like me. Um, short, yes. Sweet, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. For all of y'all that wanted to know, V is tiny. <laughs> she, especially compared to me. She is small. What are you, five? Five? I'm six, two. Girl, bye. <laughs> Not even on your best day. Uh, um, we don't need to talk about it anyways. <laughs> She's small, y'all. Just to give you context, I'm 5'9". Okay. So I'm out here living my best Amazonian. I'm five inches taller than her, y'all. She lies. (laughs) (laughs) She lies like a big dog. That's what, no. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. If you were taller than me, I would not be able to fit in any of your stuff. Yes, you would. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. It would be a little big on you, but you probably still steal it knowing your ass. Anyways, this is... <laughs> I know you didn't expect me to feel shame. Episode... <laughs> Shut up, man. This has been episode seven, season two. Thank you guys for rocking with us this far, this long, this hard, you know? And if you happen to have any questions, concerns, suggestions, thoughts, uh, anything at all whatsoever uh, yeah. if you want to re-record our intro for one episode <laughs> and give my throat a break whatever you know anything don't so. give her no <laughs> respite because this hoe decided upon herself a year and a half ago to use her own vocal box every time for every episode i need somebody to like do a mix of all the time she does the intros to oh see if there's any changes or differences sometimes she's been sick doing these intros and i'm like girl <laughs> if you would just pre-record an intro oh lord anyways y'all get that pre-recorded <laughs> intro at the same time i get that blooper episode damn do y'all want this blooper episode nah it's it's we i got some funny shit in the vault so I, i'll have to work on that when I she have been free saying time. that since we started. Why well, had no free time? She didn't have time to get out of relationships and start whole new ones, but she ain't got no. I free mean, time. I guess I can put the laptop on 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 the back while I'm hitting it. Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't do more than two things at once, just say that, friend. Oh gosh. Anyway. <laughs> uh we uh we are case of the libra they all about balance okay no comment uh so (laughs) hit us up we are case of the eggs pod on twitter case of the eggs podcast on instagram and if you want to shoot straight to the heart we are case of the eggs podcast at gmail.com uh mac likes you i love you And uh, we'll see you guys on the flip side. Bye.
Bye, bye, bye. Bye, guys. You're not going to say bye again? Bye. Then she quiet, y'all. I'm 6'2". <laughs>